0: I find today's gospel to be very providential. It's very fitting for our times. I think it's a gospel that in many ways is meant for us. I look at where we are in the world today and it seems that we are lost more and more. I say that in a larger reflection of the Western world and the world in general, that things have been moving so quickly over the last 200 years that we've greatly lost our identity, our direction. We know more and more how to do things. We can even put a man on a moon. We can even... Discover a little pill that we can give that works like a homing missile and goes straight through your system and kills only the bad and doesn't kill your organs, and we call it antibiotics. We could do so many things that are incredible. We could put toilets in almost every house, and personally, I like that. I like to have a toilet in my house. We could put electricity in every house. But in the discovery of the how how to do things we have lost sense of the why and I think that this gospel shows us today that the church needs to rediscover what is its mission facing this world for this world is lost it's can find so many reasons to rejoice. All those reasons I just gave. And yet, suicide rate is never really higher. And so, it's something that is really important to reflect upon because while so many good things have happened, a certain decadence, a certain loss of sense has Set upon us, and I think of it. I think when I think of it, I think often. Well, you know, it seems like everybody's always said that about their times. But the more that I think about it, it is particularly true for us. You know that, at least for the Wests, it was in the 18, only in the eighteen hundreds that we left the farm and we had that industrial revolution which was good, but it changed the very structures of our society. The fabric of our society moved from being family-centered on the farm to being individual-centered in the factory. Our whole society completely changed. We moved to the cities where the interpersonal relations, the fibers that hold us together, were shook, GREATLY. And it's questionable whether or not we've still figured out how to live after the Industrial Revolution. But, you know, if we started with the revolution in the 1500s and then moved to the 1800s, which would be the Enlightenment, to the Industrial Revolution, it seems like it's even moving faster now because we've had two other revolutions in the last 50 years that have even perhaps been more powerful than the industrial. We had the sexual revolution in the late 60s, which, again, tore apart the fabrics of our family and perhaps in the greatest possible ways introduced such things as the pill or abortion that have radically changed our sexuality. And I don't know if we've still discovered what is sexuality. And then we move forward, and we're in the midst of one right now that's perhaps even bigger than the last two, which is the technological revolution, where all of our focus is no longer really on even that interpersonal relationship at all. We focus in on our cell phone, Or the internet. And we've lost even contact between families. Where it moved in the beginning from the village to isolated families. Then it moved to a rupture of love within the family and no longer rooting it, the sexual act, in a promise in a human gift to now we no longer really have that deep contact or friendship with those around us we can begin to understand why suicide rate is on the rise and depression and medication psychological medication has never been more rampant more needed And so I come back to this gospel and I say, yes, yes, we need that good shepherd, that one who goes out looking for the lost. I say, yes, it's absolutely true that we need that church who dares to sweep through everything in order to find that lost soul. We need that church that's not just simply maintaining a culture which is Catholic, because that culture is gone. We no longer live in a Catholic culture. We don't need that church that maintains the Catholic culture anymore. We need a culture within our church that goes out looking out that window. For that son which is lost. Longing for that son to come back. Respecting him fully. Not going out to wherever to find him. Not going out to that casino to pull him out. But realizing he himself needs to start to come. And the moment that he comes, the moment he starts to walk towards us, we need to be that church which is longing for him to come. Welcoming him with all of our heart. Receiving him in such a way that it is almost a radical welcome that goes well beyond what would be the normal shaking of a hand. We take off our robes and we put it around him. We put on our rings. We put on our jewelry. We give him bending over backwards because our joy is so great. We need a church that is missionary because we are in a time that is lost. And so we do not need that church which jealously sits off to the side. When Jesus writes these parables, he's also writing them to the Pharisees. That church which jealously sits off to the side and says, how could you do that? How could you pay so much attention to this one who is lost and not pay attention to me? We need a church where even that elder son is focused on finding the younger, not just the father. That elder son who goes beyond his own selfish jealousy and begins to sweep the house. And whatever it takes in our church, I I think that we need to realize that and start changing that structure. Not doing a false kind of welcoming where we're welcoming what is evil, where we're welcoming what is terrible about our world, meaningless about our world, where we're saying, oh, it's okay if you're sinning in front of me. Not that kind of church. But a church that truly loves That welcomes and helps and helps the people to come to the true healer, the one that can really set our lives straight with true meaning. A church that holds the bar because if the church loses meaning too, saying everything is okay in the world, everything is good out there then the church won't have anything to give a society that has lost its meaning. If we lose our saltiness, then we're good for nothing but to be thrown out on the road and trampled upon. So let us pray for a true reform that comes from the interior, for a church that lives of this gospel today, which I find to be very providential in showing us how and where we need to go a heart filled with mercy and love, a heart of a missionary, not accepting the, the sin, but receiving the sinner with all of our heart, with all of our love. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.